0: To uh, the masses today we come to god 's word, and i 've simply entitled this everything that has breath and we 're going to read a psalm that I love that um, i 've often read in different um, versions and translations, and I just think it 's incredibly exciting, but I think that it 's um, really relevant today, everything that has breath, and I was actually thinking about that as we as um, we were doing the uh, remembrance part of our service today, and then as I was standing out in the stage, you know some things that we take for granted, but even just something as simple as the breath in our lungs, which we have been given, which is a gift to us from God. And this psalm simply tells us that uh, that everything that has breath, it would, it would commission us to praise God. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So we're going to read this psalm together. Um, psalm 150, and it's just six verses. And it says this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Church, allow me to pray and we'll begin to study God's word together. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for this, this challenge, um, this, this commission to praise you, God. And I pray that as your people, we would respond to this. God, would would it not be I who would speak this morning, but would your Holy Spirit begin to speak to our hearts? God, whatever I say, Lord, would it land in a way that would have us to be more like your Son? God, make us more like Jesus. So, Lord, as we begin to look at your Word, we just thank you that it teaches us, that it molds and shapes us, and Lord, we thank you again for a gathering of your people here today. It's in your son's holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Church, you can probably understand. Well, for those, for those who know me, maybe some of you don't. If you're a visitor, you're so welcome. I hope that you received a really warm welcome as you came in the door. Um, if you didn't, Stephen Francie was probably just showing somebody to seat, but he'll see you after anyway. So... Church, we're so glad that you're here. And again, if you're new, you are so welcome. For those who know me or are a part of our church, you know that I love praise that is loud. I love worship. That is loud. Obviously, praise looks like a lot of different things. But when we hear the word praise, we do think of we do think of worship in the sense of singing. We think of the songs that we sing. We think of the 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 instruments that we play. We think of the church service. This is this is where our mind goes when we hear praise. And um, if you know me, you know that I love worship, and I love worship that is loud. I love worship. That is exciting. And it doesn't necessarily have to be every instrument going, but I just love a chorus of voices as well. I just think it's so powerful when you hear um, just a chorus of voices lifting up praise to God. Um, I think this week, it's probably became even a little bit more relevant for me because um, last weekend, uh, a few of the leadership from church, we were at, we were at a conference. Um, it's called the ARC Conference. So it's Association of Related Churches. Um, that's what it is. It's churches who think along the same lines and obviously want Christ's kingdom to extend all over the place this this movement is everywhere and the thing is we had pastors from the states we had pastors who were originally from here and then they moved to the states it'd be nice to get a call in the america wouldn't it church that would be great pastors in california beside the beach i can just feel god pulling me there now that would be incredible but yes yeah, so there's pastors from all over the world I was speaking to a pastor from greece and um, this guy was telling me about his church and he was telling me about their services and it just sounded so much like ours. And I just said to him, it just sounds like you have living hope on a Greek island. And um, But then he began to tell me about how COVID has affected him and his church and how we, because of the, the economic crisis in Greece, they've had people um, leave, the, leave the island. And so, so many of his church um, are of people Not from Greece, and and they do their services in English, but they, they translate them into the local language. But so many people are coming but don't speak the language. And it's a congregation size similar, it would have been similar to ours, and it was really stripped back because of COVID. And it really led me to begin to think about the church as a whole, how, how we, we are made up of so many bodies scattered around the world. But, you know, he was telling us this story um, of how his church have kind of really been stripped back and he doesn't have many people serving. And there, yeah, there's just a lot of different issues, things up against the government and things like this. But then at the end of it, he just talks about guys walking into his church and still coming under the gospel and getting saved. And he simply said, praise the Lord, because we're still doing what we're there to do. And that is to see people saved, to see people come to know Christ. And I just thought, do you know what? Like despite challenges for the church, and I think we have it a little bit, Easier than what other places have it, and even what he described is easier than what some other countries have it. But at the end of the day, because of what we read in these six verses, and we're gonna go through them together, we can always finish with that statement at the end of every day, at the end of every moment, at the end of every circumstance, church, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that He has kept us, that He is teaching us, that He is shaping us, and that the Word tells us that He will never leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Praise the Lord. So, we're going to begin to go through these verses together. Psalm 150 is at, is to, is at the end of the book of Psalms, and it's, it's the last sentence there. It encourages us to praise the Lord. It actually tells us to praise 13 times in those six verses, and you can't count them all because they're not all on that screen, but there's 13 times when it tells us um, to praise. So there's a definite call to action in this psalm. There's a call for the church, and Psalm 150 isn't the only place with a call to worship. Throughout the Psalms, we see plenty of invitations of the same nature. It says in Psalm chapter 30, verse 4, Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints. It says in Psalm 95, and verse 1, O come, let us sing to the Lord. It says in Psalm 100, and verse 1, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And now in Psalm 117, and verse 1, Praise the Lord, all the nations. Praise the Lord, all nations. And that just makes me think again of the church around the world and how this is what we all have in common, that we can say Praise the Lord in spite of whatever circumstances other churches may face. And can I encourage you, if you're a believer, pray for other churches, not only around the world, but in this land too. Because there's so many people that still need to be reached with the gospel. We actually come on to that later on about the people groups in the world that still need to hear the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. But always, at the end of the day, church, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Do you know what's interesting actually about these psalms and these, these calls to worship, these, these um, commissions to praise the Lord, it's interesting that we're not often told whether these, these calls to worship um, spark a response. It doesn't, it doesn't always tell us it, it, it does tell us to praise God, it tells us continually that we are to worship God, but it doesn't necessarily give us what the response of the church is, but then I don't believe that that's an accident. In fact, I know that it's not because it's simply left to the reader. It's left to us to respond or to not respond. And I know which one we should be led toward, which one we should be led to do, to respond to the praise, the the call to praise God throughout those Psalms. It doesn't doesn't leave us with um, the response of others, but we ourselves always have a response and always have a call of our own right now for this season. You have a call to praise the Lord in whatever circumstance it is that you face. So it's broken down throughout Psalm 150 and we're taught the ins and outs of praise. We're taught the ins and outs of how to praise and we're told word to praise this is fascinating. In just six verses, we see all this. word to praise. We are told why to praise. We are told how to praise. And we are told who is to praise. Who is it left with? So we come on to that first part, were to praise. And it says, Praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens. In verse 1, the psalmist tells us where to praise God, and he begins with the sanctuary and ends there with the mighty heavens. And at first glance, you read that, and it, seem, it does seem a wee bit limited if you don't quite understand what it's saying, because you sort of read that and you think, right, in church and in heaven, so then... Well, that's like two places. Heaven's probably pretty big, but like that's, that's like that's two places. So that's not a whole lot of praising. But the thing is, you have to read, you have to look a little bit deeper because it's actually saying so much more than that. It's saying so much more than praising God in two locations. It's saying an awful lot more than that. When we what we read here is that is that there's actually not a place in on the earth, there's not a place in the universe. Where God should not be praised. God should be praised everywhere. So it doesn't just say two locations to leave us there. It actually says those two locations because it's saying in his sanctuary, in his mighty heavens, and everywhere in between. It's telling us in the kingdom of God, we are to praise him. So that's everywhere. That's, that's, that's all places that's in physical locations such as church. And that's every other place on earth. And, and there's this verse that I want to share with you um, in First Chronicles 28 and 29, sorry, in verse 11. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom, and you are exalted as head over all. And there we have a reiteration, we have confirmation of what it is that is God's. Everything in heaven and earth is yours, Lord, it's all His. None of it's outside of his dominion, his control, his kingdom. It's all his, everything in the heavens, everything in earth. And it's appropriate to, to praise God everywhere and anywhere every single location. You can see why I was led when I was um, preparing this message then, when I thought about the church around the globe. It all just sort of fell into place. We don't call that coincidence. We believe the Holy Spirit moves in that. And you know, we're called to praise God anywhere and everywhere. But that being said, it is interesting to me that that the psalmist chooses to recognize, chooses to mention the sanctuary. Now, there, there are other places in scripture, again, where, where that's mentioned. And you can kind of say that is whatever, what, whatever you call your place of worship, whether that be the tabernacle or the temple or the church. Praise God in all of them. Praise him in his temple. Praise him in his tabernacle. Praise him in his church. But it's just interesting to me that that's the location in which the psalmist goes straight to. And again, we don't believe in coincidence. So I think you want to praise God. You want to live your your life for God. You want to see God work in your life. You want to praise him to the best of your ability, you wanna praise him beyond that, begin in church, start in a sanctuary. If you try and do this without the church, there's there's pretty much ultimately one place that it leads. And, and I'm not sure that it leads ultimately to heaven. This walk is so difficult to do without the church that it makes it near impossible. But the psalmist tells us, praise God in his sanctuary. That's where it begins. And how many of us have experienced that? Where maybe you didn't give God a second thought. But it's in his sanctuary. It's in his temple, in his tabernacle, in his church. Is when you began to praise him. Yet somehow we then forget that and think that we can do it on our own or we can do it without the church. The church is where it begins. It's where this psalm begins. And it's not by accident. Praise God in his house. It's built for his glory. But graciously, he allows us to come to partake of it to be a part of it, to serve in it. He allows us to enjoy it. That's all by the grace of God. And it begins, this journey of praise, it begins in his sanctuary. So can I encourage you, maybe you're actually listening online or maybe you're in the room, that's the first time you've been to church in a while, or maybe you're in the room and church is kind of like a sporadic thing for you. You can take it or leave it. Can I encourage you? This is what you need. You need to be here. This is where you get fed. This is where you are uplifted. This is where you're encouraged. This is where you are challenged. You need to be among God's people. Praise God in his sanctuary praise God in his church. But yes, everywhere between here and his mighty heavens, we are called to praise him. So you're called to praise God in your workplace. And maybe your workplace isn't somewhere where you can necessarily speak freely about God. I understand that. I know there's different places where that might not be appropriate. Listen, even if you can't speak God, you can show God. You can show what Christ has done through you. You can be the kindest person in that workplace. You can be the person who is filled with the most joy that other people say, how's that never run out because I drink from a well that never runs dry you're encouraged to praise in your workplace in school and if you're a young person you'll know how difficult that can be God encourages you praise him in school in the car on your way to work or school I know that one's difficult when somebody cuts you off listen, praise God you're called to praise God not looking at anybody in particular, all right? On the football pitch, you're called to praise God. You're called to show Christ. In the salon or the barber shop. you're called to praise Christ. Everywhere and anywhere, you're called to praise God. And listen, even if you don't speak that, show that. That's difficult, but that's the challenge given to us by the psalmist here. In church, we move on. Why to praise? And it says him in verse it says here in verse 2 praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. And verse 2 tells us why we can praise God. And there we see it, his acts of power his surpassing greatness. We worship God, both church, for who he is, so his greatness, and what he has done, his acts of power. We praise him for his attributes. We praise him for his work. We praise him for what we know of him, and we praise him for what we know he does. What we know he has done. And if you need a reminder of that, can I turn you to Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 12 to 13. But God made the earth by his power. Wow. And he preserves it by his wisdom. Wow. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. Church, none of it happens outside of him. It is all within his power and within his glory. All of it, he is worthy to be praised for. So if we are praising God for who he is and what he has done, then the best part about that is you never run out of reasons to praise him. Those things are limit, limitless. If we, we never, And if we never run out of reasons to praise him, then we can praise him any, everywhere, anytime, for the rest of our lives and that is a choice because it's not as if you can turn to his word and run out of things to give him praise for that's just not a possibility you think of all that God has done in your life or if you don't know God I'm not exactly sure what it is that has brought you here but you look out to the earth and you look to the heavens and you see the stars that the Bible tells us, he not only placed, but he named. He does all of this. And again, we never run out of reasons why to praise him. And the God we worship deserves all of that praise and so much more until our breath runs dry. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And we come on to hide a praise. And this one's interesting, bear with me though. So it says, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. All the drummers, like that, that last verse is just like their verse. They love that one. The psalmist spends three out of the six verses here telling us how to praise God. And it's obviously, it's all music. And, and it's not, I don't think that the that, 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 that praise to God is limited to that. I just think that there's a message in there with that. Because it's kind of listing all of these instruments. It's listing all of these things that make a beautiful sound. And what it's saying is things which make a beautiful sound can praise God. And things which, which have breath, which have noise, can praise God. So how are we to praise him? We're to praise him with what we have. How are we to praise him? It's not that you need to be able to play a guitar. You don't, be able, you don't need to be able to smash a cymbal. You don't need to be able to play the last post. None of this. All you need to do is to praise God with what he has given you and he's given you breath. He's given you life, and this is what we use to praise God. And as I said, I like worship that's loud, but what I mean by that is, yes, I like loud songs. I like things that are upbeat, but what I mean by that is we were never called to be silent. We were given a message, and we're told to share it. We're told to live it out. So when I say be loud, I don't mean that you need to be able to shout or anything like that. My wife's one of the godliest people I know, and she is quite beyond belief. Like, I can't hear what she's saying half of the time, but I just know that it's wisdom pouring out. Maybe I'm just not listening. She'll tell you I'm not listening. You can use what God has given you, and that is how you are to praise him. We can make a joyful noise to the Lord, as we read earlier in Psalm 100, and praise him both with instruments and with our voices and with our actions. Praise him with what he has given you. Don't look at what it is that you don't have or you can't do and say, I'll never be as effective to God's kingdom as they are, or I'll never be able to to win people the way they do. God has given you everything that you need to praise him. What you have is exactly what you need to praise God. God is good that way. So you're given all it is that you need. But either way, how we praise God is clearly something that is to be noticed. It's not something that literally has to be loud, but the way you live your life must echo the God that you serve. It's as simple as that. And finally, we come to who is to praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Church, praise the Lord. Anyone and everyone who has breath in their lungs has the potential to praise God. The psalmist makes that very clear. If you have breath, then you are to praise him. If you're breathing, then your heart is pumping and you can praise him. May we be people who praise God all the days he lets our hearts beat and our breath and our lungs produce breath. Church, praise the Lord. Who is to praise everything, everyone that has breath? There's an estimated seventeen thousand people, seventeen thousand people groups. Sorry, on the planet. So groups of people that looks like that looks like towns, villages, tribes. Estimated that there's seventeen thousand groups of people on the planet. And God deserves praise from every single one of them. Yet thousands of these people groups have never been reached with the gospel. They've never even heard it. They don't know it. Hundreds of millions of men and women don't haven't had the opportunity. They don't know the Lord. They've never been given that chance. So what does that mean for our lives? What does that mean for the church? Well, church, part of our praise is our pursuit. I'll say that again. Part of our praise is our pursuit. We are to pursue the extension of God's kingdom, and we are to pursue those who have not yet heard and not yet accepted that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. That is the call, that's the mission of the church. It's, I love gathering here as God's people. There's nothing I love more than people giving their lives to Christ. I love people coming in here and taking a seat, and I really do mean that. But that's not where I want it to end, that's not where we want it to end, and that's not the end goal for God. God has an incredible plan for your life that doesn't just involve being a spectator. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to finish just by reading um, this psalm in uh, a different translation. It's the message version. It's just six verses. I love how it puts it. I've already read another version, but I want to read this version. It says, hallelujah, hallelujah, Thank you. the cat Praise God in his holy house of worship. Praise him under the open skies. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise him with a blast on the trumpet. Praise him by strumming soft things. Praise him with castanets and dance. Praise him with banjo and flute. Praise him with cymbals and a big bass drum. Praise him with fiddles and mandolin. Let every Living, breathing creature. Praise the Lord. Amen, church.